unholy hands without wrath and doubting. Jesus was good enough to be lifted up on a cross for us. The least we can do is lift our hands in surrender to him. That he is Lord, he is God, and there's none like him. The fairest among 10,000, the bright and the morning star. The sweet rose of Sharon, the lily of the valley. The Alpha, the Omega, the first and the last. Praise God. And we worship him today. And he and he alone is worthy of our worship and worthy of our praise. Father, we thank you for this word now. Your holy written word that will go forth. And as it does, it will bring encouragement, it will uplift, it will correct where correction needs to be made. It will uplift and encourage, and we give you the honor and the glory for it. We declare the word of God will go forth. It will not return empty, but it will accomplish what it's sent forth to do in the lives of those that will hear it, believe it, receive it, cooperate with it, and do it. And good things will happen for them in the process of time. We thank you for it in Jesus' name. And all of God's people that agreed with that real loud said, Amen. Amen. You can be seated. Let's open our Bibles this morning to Mark the fourth chapter. Let's go to Mark the fourth chapter and 35th verse. Mark the fourth chapter and the 35th verse. I use the New King James Version. Uh, Of course, it'll be on the screen. But don't rely on the screens. They're just there as a convenience. Bring your Bibles with you. Look these these scriptures up in your Bible. You hear me? Bring your Bibles with you. Look these up. That screen is just a convenience, okay? Do your best to bring your Bibles, okay? Mark 4:35. Do you have that? Have you found that? On the same day uh, on the same day when evening had come, he, that's Jesus, said to them, "Let us cross over to the other side." Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose. Now, if the Bible says it's a great windstorm, was it a little breeze or was it a great windstorm? It was was not pretty. It was a great windstorm. And it arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. It's filling up. What happens if a boat fills with water? It's going to sink. Is that right? But he, Jesus, was in the stern. He was in the back. He was in the back of the boat, asleep. Think of that. Asleep on a pillow. Did you, did you see that? Now, what's going on? There's a storm, and waves are beating against the boat. I can do that again. (laughs) Curtis just... The sound man. (laughs) Jesus is asleep on a pillow. Now, did you get that? He's asleep on a pillow. And they they woke him up. They went and woke him and said, Teacher... Teacher, teacher, do you not care? Underline that. Do you not care? Do you not care? Don't you care? Jesus, don't you care that we are perishing? Now, you got to remember, too, these were professional. Some of these guys were professional fishermen. Do you, I mean, not all of them, but I mean, Peter, what was it, James, John, you know. I mean, these were professional fishermen, so a little storm isn't going to upset them. This was a bad storm. They're professional fishermen. They're, they know how to handle a boat. This is bad. This is, this is bad. This is bad deal. Bad storm. And Jesus sleep on a pillow. They wake him up and said, don't you care that we're perishing? Then he arose, rebuked the wind, said to the sea, Peace be still. And the wind ceased. There was a great calm. And then he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Well, remember there's two areas you can be in. You can be in faith or you can be in unbelief. 
You can be in belief or unbelief. Belief, unbelief. Belief, unbelief. To be in belief or to be believing God is to be in faith. Believing in faith is the exact same thing. You, you, you understand that? He said, how is it that you have no faith? Well, that means that they were in unbelief. Yeah, but he said, why are you so fearful? You need to understand this, that they were in, in unbelief. And what does unbelief produce? Fear. Just like believing God will produce confidence and boldness, a holy boldness, unbelief will produce fear. Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? But, but what I want to center in here on this morning is when they ask him a question, they said, do you not care? Don't you care? And you know, essentially, it's very clear what Jesus said to them is, I don't care. Now, before you shut me off, I didn't just say that Jesus didn't care about them. He cared about them. We've got, I'm going to show you the next scripture we look up is going to show you that he cared about them. He loved them. But he was not going to carry the care of that situation. Let me just read from my notes. Human beings are not created to carry care. Did you hear me? We're not created to carry care. Now, I can prove this to you because God tells us again and again not to carry it. Now, I'm going to explain further what I mean by care in just a moment. But look at 1 Peter 5, 7. Look at 1 Peter 5, 7. This is going to help a lot of people today. This is, this is going to help people that, I mean... You might be headed towards having a nervous breakdown. You need to listen to this today. One reason that people have nervous breakdowns is because they're carrying something that God never created them to carry. Care. Worry. Anxiety. Human beings are not created to carry care. We know this because God tells us again and again not to carry it. 1 Peter 5, 7 says this. Casting all, did it say some of or all? All your what? Casting all your care. Now whose care is it? It's your care, but we're not supposed to carry it. We're supposed to cast it. And that word care there means worry, anxiety. Worry, anxiety. Worry, anxiety casting all your worry casting all your anxiety casting all your care where upon him upon jesus why is that because he what he cares for you he cares for you not only does that does he care about you he loves you he's concerned about you he cares about you but he will carry the care for you. You're not supposed to carry the care, the worry, the anxiety yourself. You weren't created. You weren't made by God to carry care. You need to realize that. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for you. Now notice this is something you have to do. This does not just happen by accident. Jesus will not come to you and take your care for you. You have to cast it on him. At the end of this message, I'll show you how to do that. You need to realize, right here the Bible says he cares for you. Did Jesus, did he care about his disciples that were in that storm with him? Did he care about them? Yes, he did. He cared about them. He was just not going to worry and be anxiety ridden about that situation. 
by not caring, now listen carefully, by not caring, I do not mean that we should be lackadaisical. When I say I don't care, that does not mean that I'm not going to, you know, I'm not saying there that we, we ought to be lackadaisical. You know what I mean by that? By not caring, I do not mean being lackadaisical. You know, I do not mean that we should not be planners. How many of you know we should be planners? How many of you know we, we, we should be planning our future and we should be people that are conscientious and, and we should do all those things? There, that's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here, when I say care here, I'm talking about worry. I'm talking about anxiety. And we're not supposed to worry. We're not supposed to be anxiety-ridden. So by not caring, I do not mean being lackadaisical or not being a planner and all of that, but rather I'm talking about not worrying and being sick with anxiety. How many in here besides me has ever made yourself sick in the stomach by worrying? How many has ever thought maybe that you were headed, headed to the nut house besides me because of worry? Huh? Huh? Worry will make you sick. It's made me sick over the years. We weren't created to carry it. You know, as I study Jesus in his earthly ministry, you realize when he walked the face of the earth, he was 100% God. There's no question about that. But when he was in the earth, he didn't operate as God, though he was God, 100% God. He operated as a human being, as a man. He was 100% human as well. And in the earth, he didn't operate as God. He operated as a man. The Bible says God never sleeps nor slumbers. Did Jesus sleep? Did we just see him sleeping on a pillow? How do you explain that? He wasn't operating here as God, though he was God. He didn't operate here as God. He operated as a man anointed with the Holy Ghost. Do you understand that? And in his earthly ministry, as I've studied his earthly ministry, I cannot find where Jesus carries care. As a human being, I, don't, I, I can't find where he... I never see him worried about anything. I never see him carrying care. Because as a human being, see, he was no more uh, able to carry that than you or me as a human being. Remember when they were about out, when, when, when they had just that little boy's lunch? How many remember? They had that little boy's lunch. And they had all those people to feed. And he asked some of his disciples, what are we going to do here? And uh, they, they got all worried and upset. And, but the Bible says Jesus knew exactly what he was going to do. He was going to trust the Heavenly Father. I don't see Jesus ever worrying, oh my God, what are we going to do now? I never, I never see that in his earthly ministry as he operated as a man here as a human being. I don't see him carrying care. But it's interesting, now in his glorified position at the right hand of the Father, you realize Jesus has been raised from the dead. And he's now in a glorified body, isn't he? When he came out of the tomb on resurrection morn, remember that? And then he ascended up, he's seated at the right hand of the Father. And now at the right hand of the Father, he is there to carry your care for you. That is part of his present day ministry. Did you know the Bible says he ever lives to make intercession for us? That's part of his present day ministry. He's, he's making intercession for you and I. He's seated there at the right hand of the Father. And the Bible says that we can run to him when we're being tempted. We can run to him and he'll assist us and aid us to keep us and, and help us to keep us from yielding to that temptation and sinning. That's part of his present day ministry. But he has another part of his present day ministry that is uh, he's in the care carrying business. He carries our care for us. Now let me explain a little further. When you cast your care on Jesus, 
That does not, now listen carefully, when you cast your care on Jesus, that does not mean that Jesus is going to do your worrying for you. Did, did you get what I just said? See, there's a lot of people who don't want to pray. They want the pastor to do their praying for you. I can't do your praying for you. You've got to do that yourself. Well, when you cast your care on Jesus, that does not mean that he's going to do your worrying for you. He's not worried about anything. He's got everything under control. He knows how everything's going to come out. The Bible says that God knows the end from the beginning. He's not worried about a thing. Did you know that? Did you know that the the Bible says he sits in the heavens and laughs? You know, he's not up there worried at all. Did you know he's up there just, God, God, he sits in the heaven and laughs. Well, we ought to just, we're seated with him in heavenly places. We ought to have a little laughter about us ourselves. Amen. You know, religion will dry you out and make you stiff, but the power of God will loosen you up and have a little bit of fun as you go. Amen? Did you hear me? But when you cast your care on Him, that doesn't mean that He's going to do your worrying for you. Here's what it means. It means that He's going to take care of the situation for you. Did you get that? See, as long as you are carrying the care of whatever situation it is you're facing, as long as you're carrying that, then it's your deal. But when you cast your care over on Him, that means He's going to take care of the situation for you. As long as you carry the care of that situation you're facing, it's your deal. You've got to figure it out. But if you'll cast the care of it over on Jesus, now he's going to take care of it for you and he's going to work it out and he's going to do things that only he can do. Did you hear me? Philippians 4, 6. Let's look at that. Look at that now. Philippians 4, 6. We're not created to carry care. The Bible says here, be, Philippians 4, 6, be anxious for, for what? Be anxious for what? Is there a few things we can be anxious for? Huh? The Bible says, be anxious. That word anxious means to be ridden with care and worry. Be anxious for. For nothing. Don't worry about things. Look at Matthew 6.34. Here's another scripture. Jesus speaking here. Matthew 6.34. Therefore. Watch this now. Do you have it? Matthew 6.34. I'll give you a moment to turn. Matthew 6.34. Therefore. Do not. Worry, do not be anxious, we could say. Do not be full of care about tomorrow. Jesus is speaking here. For tomorrow will worry about its own things. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. One version says, live one day at a time. You know, there's enough going on today to keep me busy. He said, don't worry about tomorrow. Now, he didn't say that we shouldn't plan for tomorrow. We ought to plan for tomorrow. We ought to plan for next week. We ought to plan for next year. We ought to have a plan for the next five years. Yeah, but what if Jesus comes back in the next five years? Yeah, he may, he may well, but what if he doesn't? 
We need, to, we need to live our lives holy like he's going to come back in the next five seconds, but we need to plan and make plans as though he's not going to come back in our lifetime. I believe he's going to come back in our lifetime. Can't you see the signs all around us? Another earthquake in Chile. How many saw that on the news? Jesus said that in the last days, in the time of the end, there'd be earthquakes in diverse places. He said these are but the beginnings of sorrows. I'm telling you what, just go to your Bible, read it, and then look all around, and you can see the Bible is predicting these things. Jesus is predicting these things. I mean, bang, 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 bang. I'm telling you that we're in the time of the end Jesus is getting ready to come back but what if he doesn't come back in the next you know I heard one guy said one time he said I'm going to go run up my credit cards max them all out because Jesus is going to come back and now that's not just stupidity there and that same guy wound up he ran up those bills on the car and Jesus hasn't come back yet now he's got to pay the piper you know We need to plan for tomorrow. We need to think about tomorrow. What he's telling us here is we are not supposed to worry about tomorrow. Now, when are we going to do this? I'm talking to myself here as much as anybody else. I used to be the world champion worrier. And even now, I have to be honest with you, I still struggle with this and deal with this. You have to make a conscious decision not to worry. How many of you know worrying is a sin? How do we know that? Because he told us not to do it. So if we do it, we're disobeying God and that's sin. I remember when we were building this church here before we ever bought the land. We were looking for land. We met in a school up the road. We're looking for land. We're looking for land. And we're looking for land. And we're looking for land. And we couldn't find any land. We couldn't find any land. Where's some land? We need some land. There used to be farmhouses built here. Where's the land? Where's the land? And so I start going around. My wife and I, we're looking and I'm going around. You know, a chicken with his head cut off. You know what I'm talking about? I'm looking all over. Oh my God, what are we going to do? We got to find some land. We got to find some land. We got to find some land. Couldn't find land. I'd be ashamed to tell you some of the places I was looking to buy land and I got to the point where I I looked at this again and I said bless God I just and I told the Lord I said I don't care I don't care if we ever find any land I cast the care of it over on you and within just a short time, the for sale signs came up, boom, boom, on this property. And I didn't even have to come ask the guy, uh, uh, talk to the owner. The owner came to the school looking for us. See, as long as I was carrying the care of it, God's hands was tied. Once I said, I don't care, then the guy comes looking for me. He says, yeah, well, I've got some land up the road. Do you want to buy it? So then we bought the ground. And now some... Time goes by, just a little bit of time, and now we're getting ready to build. And they tell us that the, the St. Louis County tells us we can't, we can't build our building here because there's a setback from the uh, a setback for road frontage setback. Can't build the building here. Uh, what they were telling me is that the front of the building actually, that you know where those columns are out there, was supposed to be about where this stage is here. So that puts this church down in that guy's front yard down in back of us here. You understand what I just said? And now we bought this ground, and now they're telling me I can't build a church on it. Oh my gosh, what are we going to do? 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 What, did you see I took that care? I took the care right back. What are we going to do? What, how many's ever been there beside me? What are we going to do? 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 I drove my, my, my wife crazy. So she got tired of listening to me. I went over to my mother and started talking about what are we going to do? Now, now, my, now my mother, she's a bigger worrier than me. And so by the time her and I got done, we're convinced we're never going to be able to build a church here. And so then, Mr. Man of Faith and Power, I go up to the sit-go up here to buy a Diet Coke. And I go in there and there's a little girl, you know, probably about 20 years old working behind the counter. Now tell me she's an expert on building codes around here. But I go up to her and I said, uh, I said, have you heard anything about, because she didn't know who I was. I said, have you heard anything about what's going on up there at this property up there? She said, well, I I heard they're trying to build a church up there. I said, oh, yeah? Have you heard anything else? She said, well, I heard they're never going to be able to do it. (laughs) 
So I go out in my car. What are we going to do? 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 Oh, my God. Even the little girl just said, go knows we can't build a church here. I'm ashamed to admit this to you. But maybe it'll help you. So I got to the point, and they were giving me trouble. And I, you know, I got to the point, I said, bless God. I said, I don't, I told the Lord respectfully, I don't care if we ever build a church there. Just that, just that quick. Things start falling in place. The lawyer went over, got us a variance. We went in, and, and boom, 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 boom. The guy signed off on it at St. Louis County. They gave us a variance. We didn't even have to rezone the property. They gave us a variance, and bang. Here we are. And then there was a point, though, in the middle of that building. I'm just trying to teach you something. Because you can take the care right back. We got in the middle of the building project. And the church is built, but it's not finished on the inside. It's about maybe half done. And uh, I come in one day, and the, and the builder, he's in here, and he's, he's in the architect, and said the guy from St. Louis County came by. And they're upset. We, you know, something wasn't right. I don't even remember what it was now. But something's not right, and we're not going to be able to finish the building. And I said, "Say that again." <laughs> so we're not going to be able to finish the building. Said, oh, what are we going to do? 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 What are we going? Oh my God! What are we going to do? I got all. <laughs> what am I going to tell the people? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And I got so aggravated for just a couple of days, shut it down for a couple of days. And finally, I, I told the Lord, I, and the attorney talked to him, and there was a big deal. And, and, I, and if I said, Lord, I said, I don't care. I don't care if we ever build that building. I cast it over on you. And it just went on. And then within a day or two, the lawyer calls and said, we got it all ironed out, and here we stand. Praise God. You can cast the care on the Lord, but then you can take it right back. I remember building our house. We built a house not too long ago. We, our dream of our life, we had some, some things happen good for us that we were able to build a house. But I've been trying to build a house there for the longest time, for the longest time, for the longest time. And uh, it got to the point, when are we going to be able to be build our house? When are we going to 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 build our house? No water to it. No sir to it. No this. No that. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? When? Finally, I remember one time driving out the road. I said, I don't care, Lord, if I ever build a house there, if I've got to pitch a tent and live over it, I don't care. And then just that quick, just within, within weeks, boom, 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 starts coming, things start falling in place, boom, boom, boom. So we get the thing going, and there again, it got about, oh, it got, we got started, got it under roof, and they say, they come to us, and they say, it's going to be another year now before you can have your water and serve. Man of faith and power, here I go. What are we going to do? 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 Can anybody, am I boring you? Huh? What are we going to do? 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 And <laughs> I'm sorry. She's got to live with this. You only got to put up with me on Sunday and Wednesday. She's got to. What are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? And then, long story short, I, I said, Lord, I said, now I, now I don't care. I've got, I'm doing what I, I think you want me to do. I've got this house there, and, and I, just, I, I don't care if I have to build just have a house and just go look at the house I never get to live in. I'll just come over and look at the thing. <laughs> Cast it over on you. I don't care. See, I did all I knew to do. I've done, I did all, in every one of these situations, I wasn't lackadaisical. Believe me, I did everything I knew to do. But you know, we can only do what's possible. God can only do what's impossible. But as long as we've got, once we've done all we know to do, we need to take our hands off of it and let God do what only He can. And every time I'd get my hands back in it, the thing would bog down. But once I take my hands off of it and said, Lord, you take care of it. You, you do what? You take what? You take care of it. I'm not, I've done all I know to do. I'm not going to care about it anymore. And then he go, it doesn't happen a lot of times right overnight. Boom, 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 boom. And then next thing you know, there comes in the sir and the guy calls me and he says, he says uh, you know, hey, we need to put in and get some water across your property there. Would you like it? If you'll give us a little easement, we'll bring water right up to your door for free. <laughs> and the sir, too. Would have cost me $75,000. That's a lot of money to put the water in the sir in and they just put it in there for me for free. Isn't that wonderful? 
But if I'd have had my hands in it, I still, I'd have been trying to dig a well out there right now. And then they'd have probably hit rock. And then what am I going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to, huh? Oh, if we just quit worrying and let God do what only God can do. And I could go on and on and tell you story after. I wish I had a dollar for every time I said, what are we going to (laughs) do? Can any of you relate to me on that? But what am I doing? I'm, I, I, I do all I know to do. I cast the care on him and then something goes awry. And then all of a sudden, what are we going to do? What are we gonna, what are we? And we get our hands back in it and it ties God's hands from doing what he can do. We just need, I mean, it's kind of like when you hit turbulence on the plane. You know, we're coming back. Somebody gave us a trip to Hawaii many years ago. And coming back, I bounced from Honolulu, Hawaii. Turbulence, boom, 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 boom. I bounced from there all the way to the Rocky Mountains. Stopped for one minute apiece, and then we bounced from the Rocky Mountains into St. Louis Airport. And you know what? There's nothing I could do except, you know, strap me in. And Diane wanted the stewardess to gag me. <laughs> what are we going to do? What are we going to do? What are we going to do? Ma'am? Ma'am, is this supposed to be the way this... I mean, I'm bouncing around there, you know. Is this the way it's supposed to be? She said, sir, just, we're going to be fine. And you know what? We made it in. (laughs) And all that worrying didn't do me a bit of good. Oh, what if the plane would have cracked? Well, I'd been in heaven. It sure beats here, doesn't it? But if we're following God, the plane won't crash. Amen. Am I, this, is good, this should be helping you. You know why Jesus was able to sleep through that storm? You know why he was able to sleep through that storm? Because he was not worried about what lay ahead. He carried no care. It's time we start sleeping through some of these storms instead of staying up all night worrying about it. God says he never sleeps or slumbers. There's no reason both of us stay up. He's going to be up anyway. Why don't we do all we know to do? And then let's just us go get a good night's sleep. He says he gives his beloved sleep. Is that what the Bible says? Let me just in the time I have left give you some reasons why I believe Jesus was able to sleep through the storm while others around him were in turmoil. First of all, Jesus was a doer of the word. He said, I've come to do your will, O God. Jesus said when he was preaching the Sermon on the Mount, he said, whoever hears these words of mine and does them, I'll liken him to a wise man who built his house on the rock and the rain descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house and it did not fall for it was founded on the rock. But everyone who hears these sayings of mine and does not do them, I'll liken him to a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain descended, the floods came, the winds blew, beat on the house and it fell and great was its fall. Did you notice the storm came? to both houses the storms of life are going to come to us all but if we'll build our house upon the word of God upon that rock see when the storms come and when the wind blows it's not going to blow us down bless God and Jesus was doing the word of God he was doing the word of his heavenly father and so his life was built upon the rock of God almighty and his word there's no way that that ship could have sunk out there because he was doing what God told him to do. Did you hear me? Yeah, but Paul was in the will of God and his ship sunk. Yeah, but there were some situations there with Paul that were outside his control. But even when things get outside your control, if you've done all you know to do like Paul did, all he knew to do, he made it through the storm. And then guess what? He made it up onto the, onto the beach there in the Isle of Malta and the snake bit him on the hand. But guess what he did? He shook that off and went right on, bless God. It's like this morning. I'm trying to get ready for church. I had a situation with my mother, nothing major, but just enough to just aggravate you. I love her to pieces, but nonetheless. And then I'm up trying to get ready further, and Diane calls me, and she says, I forgot the camera. Will you bring it over? And I said, could you please remember to bring these things from now on? And I'm standing there, and, I, and I'm thinking, you know, these, and I'm thinking, what else? What else could possibly, you know? And so then the phone rings again, and it's Diane. And she says, you know, the fire department's on the way. <laughs> 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 
there's a smell in the building, you know. So the fire department comes up. They say everything's totally, totally fine. But, you know, I had a chance this morning. I knew what I was preaching on, and I think that I was being tested. (laughs) And I stood right there shaving, and I said, Bless God, I'm going to give myself the best shave I've ever had. (laughs) And then I get to the door, and Jay tells me, I think you cut yourself there a little bit. (laughs) And I said, You ought to be glad I didn't cut my wrists, you know. I'm just teasing, you know. And I got dressed. And I just went on. What else can I do? I said, Lord, it's, I don't care. I, have the, I, have the, I do everything I know to do to keep this building safe. What else can I do? I'm going to come preach the word of God. Bless God if I've got to preach to you out on that parking lot. And if my wife is the only one, bless God, I'm preaching this message today. Because I don't care. And when we get to that point in our life where we don't care, do you know what I mean by that? We're not going to worry. I don't care what what happens. I'm not going to worry about it. Then God can do what only he can do. Jesus could sleep through the storm because he was a doer of the word. Let me tell you something. Listen to me. When you become a doer of the word, you need to be ready for all hell to break loose against you. When you make a stand for God, I tell you what, you better be ready for all hell to break, break forth against you. I mean, when you really start doing what God wants you to do, and you really get in the will of God, and you really get to flow in with what He wants to do, I'm telling you what, that's when the devil gets nervous. As long as you're not making a difference, the devil, he doesn't care. He likes to have you over there in the corner where you're not making a difference. But you start getting in the will of God, and you start challenging His kingdom, and the the kingdom of darkness, you're going to upset the devil. He's going to come against you every which way he knows how to come against you at. And he'll try to just put care on you and worry on you and try to kill you. Did you know worry has killed people? Did you hear me? It's amazing again and again when these disciples obeyed Jesus and they got in a boat to go to the other side. Again and again a windstorm comes up. Why is that? It's because the devil's fighting the plan of God. When Paul went out on his first missionary journey, he didn't just barely get started on that. And there was already a false prophet, a a, a wizard was there to withstand him. But you know what? He left the wizard, he left that saucer in the dark, and he went on with the plan of God. I tell you what, I'm just getting the point. there's There's no reason to worry. I tell you what, I've clocked thousands of hours of worrying, and I don't have anything good to show for it. And you know, I would say about 95, no, 98%, no, 99, no, 99.5% of the things I've worried about in my life has never happened anyway. I like what one preacher said, worrying is like paying interest on a loan you may never even have to borrow to start with. Do you get that? Jesus could sleep through the storm because he was a doer of the word. The Bible says, Beloved, don't think it strange concerning the fiery trial, which is to try you as though some strange things happen to you. When things go awry, don't get, don't, don't get all upset like, I've, you know, like I have done. Let's have faith in God. Jesus did all that he knew to stand on his Father's word. And since Jesus did the word of God, would you agree that he was in the will of his heavenly father to start with? And so that trip, when he said, let's go to the other side, that trip was already blessed by God before they ever got in a boat. Is that right? See, now when we go and do our own thing, the Bible says, you who say today or tomorrow will go to such and such a city and spend a year there and will sell and will make a profit, whereas you do not know what will happen tomorrow. Instead, you ought to say, if the Lord wills, we'll live and do this or that. See, now if we're doing our own deal, now there's going to be some reason to, to, to worry because, you know, we're not doing what God told us to do. But I tell you what, if we've found out what the will of God is and we get in the will of God and we head off, 
off in the will of God and we go that direction, I'm telling you all hell will break loose against you. But we know this, that that trip that we're on is blessed before we ever start out. Praise God. And when the devil throws things in our path to hinder us, what we do is we say, Lord, I have done all I know to do. I do not care. I cast the care of this over on you. And then you just go on and have a good time. Can you say amen? And you'll make it to the other side. Did you hear me? Jesus could sleep in the back of that boat because he walked in love. The Bible says love never fails. If we'll walk in love, then we're not going to fail. Jesus was secure in his identity. I tell you what, when you're secure in your identity, I tell you what, it'll keep you from worrying and taking care. Jesus, again and again, he said, I am the bread of life, the light of the world. I'm the door, the good shepherd, the son of God, the resurrection and the life, the way, the truth and the life, the true vine. He knew who he was. You see, if Christians, if we would just know who we are in Christ... It would keep us from worrying. I'm convinced of this. The Bible says if anyone is in Christ, he's a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new and all things are of God. The Bible says we're the righteousness of God in Christ. The Bible says we're blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. The Bible says we're joint heirs with Christ. The Bible says we're more than conquerors through him who loved us. The Bible says we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us the bible says we have the victory through our lord jesus christ well if we've already got the victory why are we worrying is worry a sin yes let's don't do it and then finally jesus was able to sleep in the back of that boat because he had faith in his great heavenly father jesus said this he said this my father is greater than all what he meant by that is my god is a big god my heavenly father is a big heavenly father and you know what a god's a whole lot bigger than the devil did you know that And Jesus also said, have faith in God. Now, I know that you can translate Mark 11, 22, 23, 24, where he talked about have faith in God. It does say have the God kind of faith. And we've spent message after message after message talking about the God kind of faith. And that's good and that's wonderful and that's fantastic. But I think sometimes we miss the main thing Jesus was talking about right there when he said have faith in God. Dear friends, if you want to lick this worry problem, what you need to do is develop your faith in a big heavenly father and have faith in God. How many of you know that God is a lot bigger than whatever problem it is you're facing? How many of you know God is a lot bigger than St. Louis County? Did you know that? How many of you know he's a lot bigger than the the permit department over at St. How many of you know he is? Praise God. How many of you know God's bigger than anything you're facing? He's bigger than cancer. Did you know that? He's bigger than than diabetes. Did you know that? He's bigger than oppression, depression. He's bigger than whatever it is you're facing. Too often times, you see, we weigh the thing we're facing in light of ourselves. Well, in and of ourselves, we can't lick that whatever it is. But aren't you glad we're not in and of ourselves? We're in Christ and we have God for our Father and He's a big God, bless God. And I tell you, you start weighing the thing that you're facing in the light of the power of God and Almighty God and how big He is, bless God, that thing that you're facing becomes little and minuscule. And I tell you what, you can then cast the care of your situation over on Him for He cares for you and you can go to bed at night and get a good night's sleep and wake up in the morning. You can go to bed with the victory and wake up in the morning with the victory. Glory to God. Praise God. I'm excited. Bless God. I guess those fire trucks were here for a reason. They were anticipating the fire of God in the building this morning. Glory to God. Can you say amen? Praise God. The devil doesn't like this kind of an atmosphere. Oppression and depression do not like this kind of an atmosphere. Cancer doesn't like this kind of an atmosphere. I'm here today to tell you, cancer doesn't like this kind of an atmosphere. It'll scare the living daylights out of cancer, sickness and disease because it's the power of God. It's the faith of God. And this is the victory that overcomes the world. Even our faith, bless God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Boy, if you'd help me out just a little bit, I might have a little little shouting spell. Glory to God. 
Say, I have faith in God. He's a big God. He's bigger than anything I'm facing. Do you believe that? Praise God forevermore. So how do you cast your care as I close? You cast your care with your words. But you have to mean it when you do it. Can you take the care back once you've cast it? Have I shown you that I've done that? But you know there's good news. If you've taken the care back, you cast it back over on him. I I need to tell you this and then I'll close. Stand with me. I'm going to tell you this. But don't unhook. There's a, I went a little bit long today, but that's all right. There was a time up at the school. I remember there a lady, when we were meeting at the school, a lady came to me and she said, Pastor, she said, I have such and such financial need. I don't know what I'm going to do. 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 And I was right on the verge. I was right on the verge because I could have met the need for her. I could have done it. And I don't know, it's just like I couldn't, I couldn't make the offer. And then she walks away and she's walking out to her car and I, I felt badly. So I start up after and the Spirit of God just arrests me. I mean, he didn't freeze me in my tracks, but he just arrested me. And I didn't go, I just went on. And I kind of felt badly, but I felt like God didn't want me to the next week, this lady, when she comes to greet me at the door, she's just, you know. You know what I mean? And I'm kind of looking at her, like she's been drinking something or, you know. You know. And she says, Pastor, she says, you know what happened this week? Blah, 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 blah. And she went on and she told me, and God intervened. And, and, and she said, you know, and this happened and that happened and this happened and bum, 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 bum. And not only is my need met, but I got a better job. And now I'm not only going to be able to meet my needs, but I've got money left over. And the way it, and the way it worked out, if I would have got in the middle of that, I could have met her need. I could have put a Band-Aid on that situation. Did you hear me? I could have put a band-aid on it, but, but then I would have hindered some things that God had set up for her. We need to be sensitive. A lot of times we think, well, we're just going to... Listen, I'm not God and neither are you. Now, we need to help people if God's leading us to help them, but we need to be sensitive to the Spirit of God. Sometimes helping somebody is the worst thing you can do because you're getting in the way and you're able to put a band-aid on it, but you can't be their God for the rest of their life. And in the midst of that week, that lady, she said, you know what? And she said, I cast the care over on the Lord. And she said, I did all I knew to do. And she said, by the end of the week, she said, all I had, needs were met, had a better job, and everything was wonderful. Praise God. Let's cast our care here this morning. Let's do it. Let's do it right before we close. Let's ca- now, 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 how many... I'm just, just close your, close your eyes because no looking around here. Just close your eyes. If you want to be real religious, you can bow your head. But <laughs> close your eyes. So I'll, only, only I'll know. If there's something in your life right now, if there's something in your life right now that would cause you to worry or care or take care and worry, you know, uh, raise your hand where I can see it. If there's something in your life, Look at that, it's about, about, look at that, it's, it's about 90% of the people in here. All right, now, now raise your hands, I want to ask you one more question. How many of you would honestly be, because I've been honest with you this morning, now nobody's looking around here, how many of you would admit that you've been worrying about this and carrying this care yourself? Raise your hand real high, look, just about everybody, just about everybody, raise their hands again. So, so this is what God wants done, it's to help you. Let's cast the care of this situation over on Him. Now I'm assuming you've done all you know to do. Like if it's a financial need. Now if it's a financial need and you're not being a tither and a giver, now, now God, you've, you've tied His hands. You can't be a tipper. You can't, you can't make $50,000 a year and put $5 in the offering basket uh, and tip God and expect God to come through for you because he'd have to violate his word to help you. If you don't have a budget and you haven't looked, in, looked at what's coming in versus what's going out. See, he tells us in his word we ought to have a budget. 
I'm talking on financial things now. Now, if it's in the area of medical science, you know, if you haven't seen a doctor and you haven't done all you know to do, it's like if you're having back problems and, and you weigh 600 pounds, you know, you need to do something in the natural to correct that. You can pray and believe God all day to take your back, back problem away, but you've got to do some things. Haven't done all to stand, but let, I'm talking about to people here that you've done everything you know to do. You've applied all the principles that you know from the Word of God. You're still facing this situation. Now, what we're going to do here is we're going to cast the care of it over on Him. And when we do, we're going to leave it there. Now, some of you, before you get off of this property this morning, you're going to be tempted to take it back because the devil will hit you in the thought realm. But listen, we're casting it on to Jesus. We're going to leave it there, and we're leaving this building this morning rejoicing, knowing that we've cast our care on him, and he cares for us. He's going to take care of the situation. There's some people in here, you're going to see that God's going to move quickly for you quickly for you because you see by you carrying the care you you've hindered him from doing all he wants to do now say this say in the name of jesus christ of nazareth i on purpose full well knowing what i'm doing i cast the care of this situation Now you call out, whatever it is, whatever it is, you just call it out to God right there where it is. You call it out right there. Now say this, I cast this situation, I cast the care of it right now onto you, Lord Jesus. Thank you for taking it. It's yours, not mine anymore. I'm going to go my way rejoicing. Is it that simple? It's that simple. Now let's raise our hands and thank Him and bless Him. We thank You, Lord. We thank You that You've got the care. You've carried the care. You've got it. I don't have it. It's Yours, not mine. And now I go rejoicing and thanking You that the answer is on the way. The answer is on the way. The answer is on the way. Glory to God. I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. Glory to God. I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. Praise God forevermore. I'm going to have a good night's sleep tonight. Praise God. Amen. Why? Because I'm not carrying the care... Jesus is. Praise God. Now with heads bowed and eyes closed, if you're here today, as my altar workers make their way forward, if you've never repented of your sins and placed your faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, you need to do that before you leave here.